Aw, oh, shit. I'm lagging balls. That's right, lagging balls. Your community-focused World of Warcraft podcast. For the people, by some people. With your hosts, Thorn and Fist. And welcome to a very special, extra awesome, amazing episode of Lagging Balls. On this episode, we are privileged to have Mystical OS, the amazing one-man developer of Deadly Boss Mods, probably one of, if not the most iconic, World of Warcraft add-ons ever. Absolutely. Chances are you're using it right now. Better keep that shit updated, punk. Yeah, what she said. Yeah. Mystical OS was kind enough to answer our questions, and we found out there's a lot we as players can do to help improve our favorite add-on and help the fantastic guy behind it all keep it going. Yeah, you'll be surprised how much Mystical OS does on his own and have a whole new appreciation for DBM. I know I do. So without further ado, let's just dive in! Okay, here it is. Lagging Balls is honored to feature the creator of the most important utility that a World of Warcraft player can have. So many of us have come to rely on it that it has even altered some of the very stylings of Blizzard's gameplay design for WoW encounters. We're talking about WoW's utility belt, a raider's best friend and veritable safety net, the one, the only, Deadly Boss Mods. And here with us today is Mystical OS. Welcome! Hello. Hi! Thanks for joining us today, man. We really appreciate it. No problem. So why don't you start us off by just telling us a little bit about your gaming background. Um, I started playing WoW in BC around patch 2.3. A friend of mine and uh, actually a computer discussion group for us geeks gathered to talk computer stuff. Nice. So he, he asked me to join his guild on WoW. I told him I didn't uh, have WoW. So uh, he got me into his guild at the time, which was United Noobs. It had like 20 people in it. It really was a noob guild. <laughs> they, they at most could do a five man on a good night if they were if they had lucky to have that many on. But... Oh, man. <laughs> nice. It didn't take me long to realize I wasn't completely happy there. It was too small of a guild. They weren't doing the end game content. And, you know, after I leveled up, I was like, okay, I want to do more stuff, and this guild's not doing it. My friend, of course, understood. So I joined uh, another guild that was actually uh, doing Karazhan, which was, you know, the entry level for BC, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in 2.3, if you're doing Karazhan, you're way behind, but I was a noob, so that's where I belonged. We were all noobs at one point, yeah, right? <laughs> but it's definitely weird to think of you as a noob. Right. <laughs> I pretty much moved up through raiding, and uh, by 2.4, I was uh, in a guild that was doing Black Temple and Hyjal, you know. I sort of stepped up through guilds as I geared up and progressed and wanted to do more difficult content. Very nice. But it, it wasn't until probably Wrath that I actually did any serious raiding when I applied to one of the best guilds on the server. Probably after the first year. The first year was, I mean, there was no real difficult content there, but in Ulduar, I, I apped. They didn't need a tank at a time, so I needed to app on my alt mage. And I actually played my mage all of Ulduar and half of uh, TOC before I was finally allowed to actually replace a main tank that left and play my main again. Oh, man. And then uh, in TOC is when I started getting involved in mods itself. Uh, I noticed that the uh, DVM was kind of getting uh, worse in quality and I was starting to modify it myself and then I copied the authors and I kind of found out that uh, one of them had already quit the game and the other one was on his way out that tier but he said uh, I, he could add me to the project and I can start working on it. I actually did a lot of 
augmenting to the TOC mods, add, add a bunch of timers that were missing and stuff like that, tweak the warnings, and uh, update it for heroic difficulty because he never got that far. And I've pretty much maintained DVM ever since. The ICC mods and everything after that were written by me pretty much exclusively. Had oh, helpful wow. like localizers and uh, volunteers that like commit code and stuff, but for the most part, I write all the mods for everything since. That's really cool because I actually started. Um, Fist will be the first to tell you that she's been in the game since uh, Vanilla. Vanilla, yeah. but uh, I have I have only been in since Wrath of the Lich King. So you've been writing on this since I started the game, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I've been at it a long time, and I always try. I always try to be a lot better than the original authors. I try to innovate more and get more creative ideas. Like an ICC, I wasn't the best coder in the world, so I didn't do too much, but I did like little things like on Rotface, uh, I created an arrow that followed the tank that was kiting so that you knew which direction to run when you got an ooze on you. Awesome. Like just little things like that. And then each expansion, I tried to add more features. The one thing I'm really bad at is GUI stuff. The, G the DVM GUI pretty much hasn't changed since I took over. It's still the, still the original... DVM version 4 GUI, I pretty much just add new options, shove in new panels with some of the new features like the HUD that was added, but otherwise it's still the same GUI, which is still DVM's pitfall, I'd say, because other deep boss mods have more modern GUIs, and navigating mine is still clunky as hell. <laughs> Honestly, I though, I mean, that we, we use it all the time. I Every mean, day. We, we raid twice a week with our guild, and it's a requirement for everybody um, except maybe one guy who's just really super skilled on his own and has proven that he doesn't need it. He might be a robot. Mod. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's 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 so utilitarian and it works so well with so many features that we we really like it a lot. Yeah, I try to make sure it's a feature for everything, but I also try to make sure it's a global disable for every feature. Like, there's one panel, like I actually created a specific panel that I just pretty much called global disables. You can go on there and uncheck items by feature to completely disable it globally first having to go through each encounter mod and saying i don't want this feature or this feature and everything to do that for every encounter that's a that's a smart update um i've used that a few times i mean one of the things that we keep finding um and and we're getting ahead of ourselves here we actually had some planned out questions for you but to, um you're diving right into such great info here that we kind of got to roll with it here and uh one of the things that i've found is that there are so many just so many rich features mm -hmm. of deadly boss mods that i feel like we hardly ever touch upon very many of them at all the things that run automatically when the encounter begins are the baseline of what most people use for dvm i'd say so let me give you one example um for a fight just the other night there's one one piece that was influencing a lot of our uh dps who just weren't running out with a debuff and so we we went in and turned up the um the sound warning level to four instead of the the default two that's one of the the most minor, one of the most simplistic and elementary things that we even know how to touch as far as uh, DBM is concerned. So what I was hoping you'd do is maybe show, uh, maybe highlight a couple of the newer features that you've added recently that you're maybe proud of or just uh, would like people to know about so that they can make sure they hop in and play around with them. Yeah, I was actually starting up a blog series on, I was going to call Did You Know, to outline uh, new features or even old features, features or people don't know about. I never really uh, kept up with it. I only posted like one or two posts. See if I can find a, you know, have an example link here, which I guess you can't put in an audio stream, but. <laughs> that's okay. We can include the link in our show notes. Absolutely. But like, that's the type of, you basically, sometimes I add features where you don't actually know they're there until you open options and look through them or how to configure them. 
And in the recent update I just released, I actually redid the help menus. If you type DVM or slash DVM help, the menus have been completely redone to be split to be more uh, organized so that you can actually find features better. That's pretty awesome. And it, it's kind of, um, it works so well with WoW because so many of Blizzard's features in all of their games are so customizable. And that's what a lot of people like about those games. So I know that... Uh, a lot of people who use DBM love to customize it and love to play around with the settings and um, just make it sort of their own. So it's really cool that that, that would offer to people who are kind of new to DBM or don't really know how to use add-ons yet because as soon as you start playing WoW and you get into a guild and you get into a raid or any sort of group at all, they ask you to get DBM. Right. Yeah. So that's really helpful. If there's, uh, we've had um, newer guildmates or people coming back to the game after a long time say, hey, what add ons should I have? And the very first answer is always Deadly Boss Mods yep. without fail. I do appreciate that. I know there are other options out there, and it's, people do have their preference, so I never really knock them up for having a preference, but I always try to be the best mod out there. And I can confidently say, at least the last few tiers, I have done a, I have felt my mods were superior. And I've been still having a hard time swaying people over from their preference. I usually just let them run their preference, but sometimes it actually might hold a guild back until they at least use some of the advanced features. Like Mythic Archimon is one of those bosses that might take a thousand pulls to kill. Like Blizzard has gone over the top in making mods mandatory. And guilds have actually switched from Big Bigs to DPM and told me that the, the fight is significantly easier because of the features DBM has that other mods do not, like the HUD map. So tell us more about the HUD. The HUD and voices both pretty much actually stem from an idea from a third-party Chinese developer. They were making voices at first, text-to-speech, so that you could have spoken alerts instead of, you know, sounds. And then they did the HUD map later, but instead of making these plugins like they really should have to begin with, that could have worked with any boss mod, they pretty much forked DBM and made their own mod called VEM, Voice Encounter Mods, which is basically took all my code and then added to it. But uh, which, is a lot, which is allowed because, of course, DBM's license was you know free to use. But at the same time, it I didn't really like it because it made pe like their mods were obviously better, or at least appeared better, because they they were my mods plus their mods. So it would always be more than what I, my mods were because I basically cut out the first first half of the work, which was my work. But uh, of course they were cool guys, you know. After MOP, I talked with them in Warlords. I told them I was changing the license on my uh, mods, but I did absolutely did not want to make it the end of theirs. Instead, I wanted to remove the fragmentation and combine our work together to create a better mod than both of us had separately. Because one thing their mod lacked, of course, was because they took my base mods and updated them. Then when I updated my mods, their mods would desync due to the fragmentation. So my encounter mods were generally better. Their features were generally better. But neither mod was as good as they could be because of the forking, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense, yeah. Yeah. It's, a, so, it's also a very open-minded approach to, yeah. to development and coding. A very open-source type approach. So thanks for doing it. Mm-hmm. But uh, now they, they have more users than ever because, you know, not everyone is actually like they actually had a very small user base because most people didn't even know about VEM, you know, DBM was the mod they knew about, not the fork. So now DBM exposes them to those new features and they still get the credit for it because I make sure they're like 
external, like actually get a voice pack and download DBM, you have to download it separately. And that's something I want to advertise more too because but even now, my YouTube videos, people are always commenting, why do your videos have spoken alerts? But when I use DBM, I don't have that. And I always have to tell people <laughs> that you have to download a third-party plugin made by these amazing two guys so they can get those uh, spoken alerts added to their DBM. I, go, I work really hard on the API to make sure they just basically drop them in your add-ons folder, enable it, and it pretty much works out of the box just like that. That's very cool. And, I, and we work together uh, every tier, you know. I tell them, uh, I write the encounter mods, and I tell them the voice files that these need. Like, I told them for Archimon, you know, we need custom sounds for Rot and uh, Focused Chaos because the distinction on what's what is very important because, you know, Rot has to, uh, is shooting the laser, but uh, Focused has to aim the laser. So the distinction in voices are very important. I actually, I actually have more links for that, too. That's fantastic. We'll be sure to put all of your links in the show notes so people can see. Yeah, feel free to share whatever you'd like. Um, we'd also like to know if there are any particular less used features that you'd like to see people um, maybe know more about or use more often or maybe use more effectively. Probably the slash command, which is why I redid the help menus. Basically, help and shows your user commands. Help 2 shows you uh, raid leader commands. I also split uh, certain, I took some things out of the menu and split into other ones. And uh, redid the uh, timers and hood map slash commands because there's a lot of really good slash commands that you can use anywhere, not even just in boss encounters. You can use it anywhere. Like, you can straight up be in your garrison with someone else and type in slash dbm hood arrow and then tar the target name. And then right there on the spot, HUD map will draw an arrow between you and that target so you could follow them easier. That's so cool! That is very cool. Did not know that. Yeah, there's a lot of things people don't know about that I'm trying to document better. 6.0 did a lot of things that improved the game's map API. So things that used to be limited to instances where you pre-coded like map sizes. Now you can pretty much, anywhere in the world, you can pretty much use the DBM radar, the HUD map, the arrows, as long as you just invoke them with slash commands. Absolutely. We've definitely used a lot of the radar commands as well as far as um, uh, the distances to make sure that we're spread enough for yeah. certain uh, encounter mechanics and things like that. That's the article on HoodMap too, and how that got into DBM as well. Thank you. HoodMap was originally written by Antiarch during Wrath. It was actually, it's actually a mod that's been around a long time, but Antiarch abandoned it and hasn't touched it since Wrath. Somebody tried to fork the original mod and update it for Cataclysm, and there was also a Cataclysm Encounters plugin for it. At the time, it was still separate, but then that was abandoned. And in Mists, no one picked it up until the VEM team did. They actually modified it so it was integrated into DBM, but they didn't do much changing to the core mods. It still had a lot of legacy stuff in there, and it was very CPU inefficient. It was basically a very dirty implementation. It still required third-party libs like Astrolobe, which is also abandonware. And basically, the performance of it was pretty terrible, and that's something I, I didn't like. So originally, I wasn't planning on bringing it into DBM at all. But when I asked them if they would write a uh, update the original mod like, or revive it, they pretty much admitted they quit the game. And it was fortunate that they only have to do voice files now because they never would have maintained DBM through Warlords anyway. Like they can update voice files, not even log into the game, but actually maintain a mod they can't do. So they told me. 
I have pretty much implement HUD map, so I started working on it. I actually got help from someone else who's really good with map stuff and debugging. He helped me remove the dependency on Astrolog, which was the main cause of the CPU inefficiency, because that was a pretty out-of-date, inefficient lib. And on top of that, I did a bunch of other code cleanup, removed redundant functions that didn't need to be there because the DVM did certain things already. And just overall cleaned it up, and you'll see in the link I posted for HUDMAP that uh, the version in DBM is actually uses about half the CPU of uh, the original mod, and like 50% less than uh, the one that was in VEM. Well, look, on, on behalf of um, two players who have been playing on extremely outdated hardware for a mm -hmm. very long time, thank you yes. very much for going that far into... The guts of all of this to make sure that it runs not only effectively but efficiently mm -hmm. really appreciate that right i could say that dbm has not always been the most efficient mod and over the last couple expansions i've tried to make it a lot more efficient it's still not nearly as efficient as other mods mainly because i'm just one guy and probably still not the best coder in the world but i have learned a lot over the years but i do try to focus on efficiency when possible but there's and i can tell you that dbm is not like massively dropping your FPS or anything like that, you'll still see other people compare DBM uh, efficiency to other mods and show that the other ones are more efficient, and that's true. But what they'll, what they'll, what they'll fail to compare when they do that is do a test, test showing all your mods, like SCADA or Recon through your unit frames, and show that DBM is still a fraction of most of the stuff you're running. It's just when you compare it, uh, next to a mod that's minimalistic and super efficient, it looks bad, but it's really not as bad as they try to paint it. You know, that's just marketing. Cool a lot that more you, keep, you keep trying to improve on everything. And like, obviously we really appreciate it. And DBM is the go-to mod for everybody I know. Absolutely, I think. yeah. So that is really important. And in any argument now that we can say, you know, get DBM, it won't hurt you, it, it won't make you slow, it won't, you know, it's it's only going to benefit you, and it's only going to keep getting better, and here's the proof. Yeah, yeah this expansion alone has added a lot of features. It added, finally added profiles, it finally added uh, voice packs, which still a lot of people don't know about yet, but maybe after this they will. The hood map, obviously. I recently added the notes feature, and then also the colored bars, because I've not everyone is stimulated by sound, and I wanted to make sure the timers were easier to read by color distinction. So I tried to classify all possibilities per mod by type, you know, is this an AOE, is this something you have to interrupt, is this a debuff you have to deal with specifically, or is this a, a role warning that only applies to tanks and healers. So I applied colors across all the bars, and the colors can be changed by the user to fit their preference, but now when you look at a bar, you'd be like, all right, I know right away that bar is for something I've got to interrupt. Absolutely. The the visual changes, every every one of these updates does nothing but improve the entire the entirety of DBM as a whole. Um, can you tell us more about the notes feature as well? The notes feature is something where you can basically click a button on any special warning in your configuration and type in custom text. You know, say it's a Darmax Tantrum, I'll use an older encounter that more people might be familiar with. Tantrum, you might need a healer cooldown rotation. So you might have turned in the Tantrum and typed in notes saying, you know, Tantrum 1 is uh, this healer's name, Tantrum 2 is that healer's name. And then when the warnings actually show from DVM during the fight, you'll see the actual notes. 
and if the note contains your name, like if you put like if you put player names in the notes, then uh, there's a custom flash and sound when a warning that has your name in it is shown. Like I've got an example video in my notes blog for Orgorger where I have an interrupt rotation set up using notes, and I'm in the rotation, so you can see the effect having your name in the note does. Excellent. But uh, I also noticed that you even made the the notes able to be class color-coded by name, which is a really handy feature, um, especially because uh, I'm, I'm the raid lead for our raid team. Um, so starting to do some of these custom, uh, custom call-outs in some of these notes is just really handy. I, I haven't used it yet. Uh, I just looked it up today. Uh, but I'm definitely looking forward to implementing that for more effectiveness. Right, and and I made it so you can share the notes too, but at this time, they can only be shared one at a time, and that's something I want to try to improve, find a way where you could have one person set up notes for like all the warnings or something, then share all with one push. That's something I need to work on soon, so that they're easier to share, because right now, you know, like I said, GUI stuff, the feature was easy. Just putting the buttons on the GUI alone was a pain in the butt, and then trying to figure out where to put other buttons is just the GUI needs a lot of work. Sounds like it. Yeah. I wish we were skilled in any of that so we could yeah. offer some assistance. Um, <laughs> but why don't we um why, why don't you go ahead and just mention maybe some of the things you might be looking for and some of the people out there who might be interested in developing or coding or helping out um that, that in areas that they may be able to assist in. Assistance I know I need more localizers. One of the issues DDM has right now, I've only actually got about three localizers that are actually keeping things up to date. So DVM in other languages is, is, can be woefully inadequate. Like if you play in French, your mods probably aren't going to work very well at all in some of the current zones because I haven't had a French update since like last expansion. Calling Patrick Beja. Yeah. I need <laughs> several localizers because sometimes, no matter how much you can do with the combat log, sometimes you have to use like an emote or a boss yell for something. And if that's not translated, the mod can't work because it needs those translations to detect, okay, now we're in phase two or phase three of this fight. And gotcha, obviously gotcha. anyone who's really good with GUI stuff, you know, anyone who's willing to commit our code to is appreciated. I'll always review it, of course, because I'm very strict. I've had people with access to Subversion in the past, and I'll log in the raid, and DVM will be completely and totally broken, and they'll be yelling at me, and I'll be like, it wasn't me. <laughs> one, of the lo- one of the localizers had a typo and broke stuff. Oh, no. I, of course, oh, no. I, of course, break stuff too, but I can at least go in and fix it right away. When someone else breaks something, it might take me a minute to figure out what they did. I have to review everything, and so I'm more strict about who I give access to now to uh, the subversion, and as well as uh, there's actually a pre-commit hook now. When somebody commits code, it tries to at least scan for obvious typos. So... Uh, certain code errors are rejected entirely. So that's crazy to me because when I think of DBM, as a hardcore WoW player, DBM is completely iconic to me. So I'm thinking, DBM's got this building with a big sign on the front that says <laughs> DBM, and there's hundreds of people working there, but it's it's you. I wish I had hundreds of people, and I actually could uh, make it more amazing. I oh. actually work on DBM full-time. Like I work from home because I got take care of my mother and stuff who can't really do much on her own so it helps with that because then i'm around the house every time she needs me or if there's an accident she's had had falls before oh dude that is spectacular just from a human perspective taking a step outside of the code for a second here outside of gaming from a human perspective alone that is just really cool that's really awesome yeah i I don't know if i 
could go back to like not working from home anymore because I need to be here all the time, you know. I'd be worried if I had like a nine to five job and I couldn't be here for eight hours out of the day. Absolutely. So not only are you helping total noobs and people who maybe aren't the best WoW players, uh, and hardcore raiders, and hardcore raiders alike. feel feel confident in this game that they love and keep them from disappointment and keep them from logging out and keep them from playing with their friends. But you're taking care of your mother on top of it. You are amazing. Yeah, you rock, dude. I appreciate that. So look, um, that kind of segues very well into one of the other questions we had for you. What what does a day in the life of you as the developer and coder for the Deadly Boss mods add-on look like? What what are you doing on a day-to-day basis um, to keep this up, to maintain it, to improve it? How does that look? How does that work? Like how many hours per day? What personal resources do you put in? Those sorts of things. Well, for one thing, I do have to actually maintain a very active raiding character in miles, so I still have my daily login for anything I need, like making sure I produce, you know, the usual things a raider needs, flasks, potions, or the three nights a week I actually raid, sometimes more, because sometimes I volunteer into alt runs just so I can test more mods. Like, I don't actually care about the alt. It's all, for me, it's all about mod testing if I'm in an alt run. There's, there's the maintaining the raiding schedule, because mods written by someone who isn't raiding aren't very good mods. Absolutely. That's very fair. <laughs> like, sometimes I'll, like, there's obviously people who are in higher-end raiding guilds than me, and I'll try and network as much as I can, you know, reach out to higher-end guilds to share logs for uh, Mythic First Kills so I could write mods for them. A lot of guilds don't share logs because they're just very, very private, and they tend to write their own mods because they don't want to share the logs with the people that write mods. But, like, there's usually guilds under them that are willing to share logs. You did that recently, recently, right? For Mythic Archimonde? Yeah, our uh, top 20 guild was, they were basically using big rigs and just wasn't good enough, and they saw the potential DBM. They also wanted to help improve it, so they were constantly uh, talking to me over Skype saying, okay, can you add this? Can you add that? Can you tweak this? And that kind of back and forth really helps DBM, and they gave me access to their logs so I could do that, and that's how the HUD map for Archimonde became so good to the point where it helped them get a kill much easier than they had uh, prior to contacting me. They actually reached out to me. That's very cool. And with that going forward, we should be able to produce definitely much more cutting edge and more advanced mythic mods. That is really cool. And it's also like, it, it adds, I mean, so a lot of people don't know who you are, which I, is one of the reasons we thought it would be so interesting to do an interview with you. Um, you're you're this m- mythical. I mean, it's it makes sense that your your username on Elitist Jerks is Mystical OS because you you are kind of this mythical developer who's in the background just improving everybody's rating lives, but nobody really knows who you are. So it's really cool that you're doing this. Um, so much on your own and then you're also adding that extra layer of almost third party the the upper echelon guilds uh, working with you on this stuff just kind of adds even more uh, clout to all the great things that you're already doing you mentioned the mystical thing but that's kind of funny story i've had this handle since i was like 13 and back in the AOL <laughs> dial-up days and it had nothing, <laughs> nothing to do with that definition i actually was just really bad at screen names so i asked a friend Helped me make a screen name, and his favorite rapper was Mystical, so <laughs> that's <laughs> where that came from. Like, But I changed it. I'm like, oh, I like the name Mystical, but I'm not sure I want to make make it the rapper Mystical, so I actually spelled it the normal way, and that's where Mystical came from. That's and, hilarious. Wow. And, and that, the, o- the OS was just, well, 
Mystical was taken on the AOL screen name, so I just need to add something to it. So I just added OS because I'm very geeky, and OS is obviously operating system. So that's what it is. It's actually a mystical operating system. So you heard it here first, folks. Even the creator of DBM, or the, the main, main developer uh, of DBM, also had trouble getting the preferred handle on AOL. <laughs> and it's, it's just stuck ever since. Like, I've used it everywhere. It's, it's, it's alarming what you get when you type mystical OS in Google. Like, <laughs> over, over, over 20 years of internet history, because the internet doesn't forget. Sure, no. yep. Not everybody's going to go do that, but don't worry. Absolutely. Nothing scary there. It's pretty much 100 pages of geek stuff, mostly uh, either Mac or Apple or WoW. Wait, you're a geek? Hmm. Huh. Didn't know. Had no idea that there'd be a geek behind such a in-depth, comprehensive add-on for a while. <laughs> Thank you for being a geek, because we really need it. Yeah, we need it so much. So, with Legion coming up, what what do you do pre- to prepare for an expansion? For one, I, I bug Blizzard to get into beta as early as possible, because I obviously need to get into it to uh, make and test things. And... Beta and PTR cycles in general are very grueling for me. Like, they often have eight hours of raid testing. You know, they might be like, "All right, we're doing heroic raid testing today." The first test is at one p.m., then three p.m., and then like five p.m. Each test could be two hours. So you do all those. I do all those, but I also have to do it with the uh, pre-written mods that I basically write in the dark. You know, I'll dry code a mod using great tools like Wowhead, and then the encounter journal that they have in game now which they actually call Dungeon Journal now, but it's I, I'll never stop calling it Encounter Journal because the Lua code for the it still references it as the EJ. <laughs> but I'll write the mods, and I'll do the encounter, do the testing, and I'll take a line of notes, be like, okay, this needs a warning. That warning isn't needed. And I'll after I take notes, then it could be more many hours of coding, you know, going to the logs I took. And then uh, updating the mods from all the testing, you know. I miss any testing and it really hurts DBM. And sometimes I do miss testing. So when that happens, I'll try to reach out to other users who did miss the testing, ask for their logs, and ask for their feedback. Like, okay, you did the fight. What What's important? What's not important? So uh, there's a lot of that. That is so much work. But we really appreciate it. Like, I know personally, whenever new content comes out, I don't feel comfortable doing it in a in a group situation unless DBM has updated. Right. Right. And I try really hard to have good day one mods and they usually are pretty good. I mean they're, they're never perfect because after Blizzard tests something they always change it. Like yeah. you can you can make the mod perfect for PTR and then it comes out alive and Blizzard decided this ability now is a 30 second cooldown down from 40 and this ability has been removed. This one's been changed and like and then people who run the mods on day one, it's like, obviously they're not perfect, so usually within the first week or two of a new tier come multiple updates. Which, one thing that TVM has been met with a lot of resistance is people don't like updating, which is kind of strange considering almost every update includes massive amounts of changes or bug fixes or new features, but they just don't like to update their mod in three days, they have to update it again because Blizzard hotfixed console, but that is what it is. You can't avoid it. Absolutely. That's so silly. That's the uh, pinnacle of user error right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, which I had to actually do an update this week, like four or five days after the previous update because of that specific example. They hotfixed how console works and 
been affected two timers. One of them wouldn't work at all, and the other one was just wrong, so I had to fix it. And once again, you're one guy doing this who, last I checked, is probably not really getting paid much, if anything at all. So thanks again for doing yeah. it. The DVM's and, and, revenue is pretty much all based on site traffic and curse points. Obviously, downloads give revenue. And any traffic I can get to the website brings revenue. Plus, there's also PayPal links, which I never bother people to... I never solicit for donations, but they're there in case someone visiting the site wants to click them. But one thing you won't catch me doing is saying, hey, give me money. Gotcha. So this is us, who um, are the two hosts, Thorn and Thist of Hi. Lagging Balls, who are not Mystical OS, no. asking you, dear listener, please go use those PayPal links and help this guy keep yeah. up this great Deadly Boss Mods add-on. We all use it. We all need it. We need for it. For goodness sake, please give this guy money. He's not asking for it. We're asking for it for him. Yeah. Please. Lots please, of money. Please. I appreciate it. Well, you know. <laughs> And any traffic to the site helps too, you know, obviously, uh, you come to the site and whether you click ads or not, you know, you get, you get ad revenue just by hits, you know, they see X number of page hits and stuff like that, which is another reason why, you know, updating your mods helps me, you know, when you update your mod and come download it or whatever, you're helping me and yourself. Like, it's not just for me. Obviously, I'm not going to release an update for the sake of updating. I would never do that. I've seen mods in the past do that. They do daily, sometimes twice daily updates just to try to solicit traffic, and the only change would be some minor thing. I try to write extensive patch notes for every updated release so you know what you're getting. Every release has a long list of updates. Well, once again, we really very much appreciate that. When you say everyone go to the website because the traffic helps as well. Please specify what website you're talking about so we can make sure we're going to the right place and making sure that you get the credit for it. Daily. Oh, I mean, updating the curse helps me too, but uh, visiting visiting uh, Elitist Jerks where the DVM forums are now hosted definitely helps a ton. And I try to post there as much as possible, not just uh, updates, but if you find any bugs in, in DVM or have any feature requests, please come make them because I don't know what you need or what's broken unless you tell me. I've, I Sometimes I'll get to a fight that like other guilds probably got to weeks before me and find something broken and that just almost breaks my heart because it's uh... somebody could report that bug weeks, weeks earlier and I would have fixed it right away but people tend to just either use it broken or switch to something that isn't broken first helping me fix it and I try and I want to fix everything I want to make sure everything's perfect for everybody and if it's not then it's not good enough excellent we appreciate that commitment uh, to making it as perfect as possible absolutely so well players can help themselves by helping you right and it, it doesn't take much at all yep so make sure you guys head over to elitistrix.com check out the forums especially the parts about uh, deadly boss mods uh, he's got some great did you knows that we'll, we'll put some of the links into the show notes um, he's got some great highlights of features. Um, that's where I found the information about the, the, the new features of the color bars and the notes um, and some of the other things that we've discussed on this in this interview so far. Yeah, and make updating Deadly Boss mods the thing that you do before you log in for, before raid night. That's what I do. I make sure it's updated. Then I go and get my flasks and my food and whatever. Right. It's just it's just part of raid night. Yep. Yep, pretty much. I had a problem with, my, with uh, the people I raid with sometimes, like, we're working on a cutting-edge fight, and I'll, and I'll look at, I, I'll use the, the version command and see that there's some out-of-date mods in the raid, and I'll poke them and be like, hey, 
I improved this mod and we're progressing on the fight. You should update it. So people you're raiding with forget to... <laughs> That's... What? Yeah, so <laughs> People hate updating their mods that much. That doesn't make any sense. It literally takes a minute. Yeah. I mean, we use we use Curse mostly, yeah. um, the Curse app. Yeah, I, I pretty much just even... I update my own mods to Curse Client even. Like, it's one button push. Right. So, look, um, do you happen to have any plugs or shoutouts? Anything that you're working on now um, that you'd like to highlight? Anything um, maybe outside of DBM or outside of the game that you're working on that you'd like to highlight, or any shout-outs to individuals or people Anybody. or organizations? Uh, well, I guess I want to shout-out to my guild, which obviously has prepped me for a long time and helps me as, as much as possible. Like, when there's PTR testing, one thing that's very paramount is I obviously can't go in there and test the fights by myself. I have to bring in as many guildies or friends as I can, and they're paramount to DBM success. Them coming in and testing on the PTR with me was the only way that makes it possible to write the mods. So I definitely have to shout out all of them. And what guild is that? Something wicked on Whisperwind. Hi guys. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Uh, so we just want to thank you again for joining us today, Mystical. We appreciate uh, you among the celebrity. We, we basically consider you among the celebrities of the WoW community. Yeah, and, we're and... so nervous talking to you. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, you look at my Twitter, I've got like 500 followers, and then I look at someone else's Twitter, and they'll have like 8,000. I consider them a celebrity, not me. Sure, fair enough. But we, we're just talking in terms of giving credit where credit's due, yeah. which is kind of the reason for us reaching out to you to begin with here. You've done more for WoW players than all of the bloggers and Twitter people who, you know, just talk about WoW. Yep. Like, you are helping them <laughs> talk about WoW. Right, exactly. Because basically you've created something that's kind of the absolute baseline of execution, um, especially for PvE and WoW. So, uh, on behalf of raiders everywhere who have uh, been saved time and again from wiping and all of those new to raiding whose path to success has been paved well due to the excellence of DBM, we want to thank you sincerely. Thank you. And for our part, we promise to always keep DBM updated weekly. Yes. Thank you. And, and thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks Holy so much, crap. man. We really appreciate you taking the time. It's not a problem. You're actually the first ones to ever uh, even consider me, so I definitely appreciate it. That is mind-boggling. I'll tell you what, man. Um, in the future, when you have new features or major updates or anything that you want to highlight about DBM, we'd love to have you back. Yes, please. Sure, yeah. I'll be happy to come anytime you want. LB Newsline. News you can use, unless you refuse. Patch notes for September 1st. <gasps> That's so soon! I know, it's really close. <laughs> flying arrives, finally. Yay! So we can, we can officially probably call this the flying patch. The flying patch. It's pretty much what everybody's been calling it anyway. That's true. Um, this is when flying arrives, when PvP mercenary mode starts. All you um, traders, get ready to be traders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trading all over yeah. the place. Just no longer give a shit about your faction, apparently, and just PvP on either side. Y'all bitches better stay away from me. I am so good at PvP. You gotta say it more confidently than that. I'm so We've good. We've already revealed on here how much we suck about it. You gotta, you gotta just we're not play the PvP fantasy piece. all the way through if you're gonna do it. Go for it. We're not PvP. Let's try it again. I'm gonna PvP. Okay, you're cut off. Time walking rewards have been updated. <gasps> this uh, is so exciting! So there's a time warped badge when you complete a time walking dungeon. And you can redeem them at new vendors for toys and mounts and gear that scales up. Oh shit, that stuff gets me every time. Bosses with unusual drops, such as Reign of the Blue Proto Drake. Y'all remember when you got that? Oh, yeah. I do. Now have a chance to drop those items in time walking. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah, if you don't already have those, then you can maybe get them with your friends and 
That'd be cool. Totally. Awesome. Fun. Ooh, Legendary Ring. New weekly quests added to help players catch up in earlier stages of the Legendary Ring quest line for High Mall and Black Rock Foundry. I know that you have mm. issues with this. Kind of lame. You, why? Because if there's one thing there should not be a catch-up mechanic for, it's the legendary stuff. You think? Yeah. Think of all. Think of all the. Hey, you are from Vanilla WoW, as you like to tell us every week. I I did play. And Vanilla. how hard did everybody have to grind to get their legendaries back in the day? Back in my day, we had to grind for everything. That's what I'm talking about. This is. I feel like this is the one part of the game that should not be universal for everybody. That's fair. So I mean, should... well, not universal. There's nothing wrong with it being universal. I know there are people who have problems with that too. Like this tier, it should be only a rogue dagger, and next tier, it should only be a caster staff. And, right. You know, I know there are people who are opposed to having the the back from Mist of Pandaria and now the ring from this. Right. I'm not opposed to that. I think that's cool. The fact that everybody can get a legendary, fine. But you should have to work your fucking ass off for it. <laughs> that's why it's called legendary. It's right. not for everybody. That's now, I, what I'm okay with is a catch-up mechanic for alts. So if you've already gotten your legendary ring, you have put in the work. Then you should be able to have a catch-up mechanic to do it a little faster on your alts and be able to enjoy that same benefit. Okay, that makes sense. But catch-up mechanics for old stuff? Like, hell no. Go fucking work for it. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's an update okay? coming Are in the patch. Okay? Yes, fine. All right. So we've got some racial ability changes. This is interesting. Um, Blood Elves. Your arcane torrent now silences all enemies in an eight-yard radius for three seconds. And that's up from two seconds. And cooldown has been reduced to 1.5 minutes down from two minutes. So a buff. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Then goblins got their rocket barrage. With a one, it has, their cooldown has been reduced from two minutes to one point five. Rocket jump is the same, down to one point five from two minutes. Awesome. Um, the orcs, their hardiness, <laughs> hardiness, <laughs> their hardiness now reduces the duration of stun effects by an additional twenty percent, up from fifteen percent. That's right. And trolls voodoo shuffle now reduces the duration of all movement impairing effects by twenty percent, up from fifteen. Trolls still be flipping out, man. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> you were waiting for it. I was waiting for that. Uh, Torin, your wharf stomp now stuns enemies for three seconds, up from two seconds, and cooldown has been reduced to 1.5 minutes, down from two minutes. In other news, all of these horde buffs still not as good as the human racial. Man, I hate humans. Stupid humans. We got some class changes as well. The druid, you get thrash and cat form now deals 10% more damage. And feral, rip and rake 20% more damage. 20% less in PvP. The monk's blackout kick and rising sun kick, 10% more damage. Tiger palm, 20% Tiger palm. more. Sorry. 20% more damage. And windwalker's fists of the fury now deals 20% more damage overall. Ooh. Um, priests, uh, shadow devouring plague, mind blast, and mind spike, and... Mind ball and mind no, no, no. You're just dig and mind damage. Okay. What did uh, they do? 10% more damage. Uh, 10% less damage in PvP. Okay. And their mind flay now deals 20% more damage overall. So a nice shadow shadow priest. Mind blast, mind spike, mind flay. They, they needed it. Shadow priests were pretty far on the DPS. Uh, Warriors protection, devastate, shield slam, and revenge Yay. now deal 6% more damage. And for their armor sets, the tier 18 four piece set bonus for fury warriors. Now reduces the cooldown of recklessness by 30%, uh, 30 seconds up from 25. Wow. So, some buffs. Yeah, that's some pretty sweet changes for everybody. Yeah, some nice buffs all around. Um, sounds like they just needed to kind of amp things up a little bit. Yeah. How about some shoutouts? Okay. I think it's time for some motherfucking shoutouts. Shoutouts, yay, yay. 
Shoutouts, of course, a huge, huge shoutout to our new friend Adam, a.k.a. Mystical OS, for taking the time to speak with us for this week's episode. Turns out the comprehensive raid saver that is Deadly Boss Mods is maintained solely by one guy, putting an absolute ton of work mm-hmm. into it. And this one guy just happens to be a pretty cool fellow. Thanks, Mystical. Yes, thank you, new friend. It's so cool, and we hope to see you back on the show totally. very soon. Uh, we'll Anytime have you want. A, we'll definitely have him for updates. Cheers to Ro from the Realm Maintenance Podcast. Yay, Ro! He's one of those guys the podcast community has always seemed to be quite fond of, and now we know why. He is such a pal. Totally. Thank you for tweeting us and retweeting us and mentioning us on your show. It is so cool. Yeah. It's just literally so cool for Definitely us. Definitely feel like an official part of things now. Yes, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Also, a shout out to Rel, at Relic EQ. Wow, that's R-E-L-I-Q-E-U. Ew. For being a swell Twitter buddy with a swell ice cream hair. Yes. Hairdo. Amazing hairdo. ice cream hair. <laughs> You're going to have to check out his Twitter to find out what we're talking about. Yes. Rel asks, what public safety issue should Azeroth address before someone gets hurt? That is a very good question. Indeed. Because someone. I get hurt. All of the time. Yeah. Especially being so squishy as a mage. Well, yeah. And you'd probably get hurt a lot more if you didn't have slow. That's true. That, oh, that spell has saved me probably every single day. Um, but some of my suggestions were safety rails around Thunderbluff because not everybody has a slow fall. <laughs> it's true. Um, and warning signs in Undercity so nobody drinks the water because it is not lime Kool-Aid. <laughs> Uh, I think there should be a giant stop sign at the end of the underbelly tunnel in Dalaran. That's good. It's kind of a kind of a, a brief, kind of an abrupt yeah, stop there very, uh, with, yeah. a, with a long fall. Um, I think and not everybody has not fall. everybody has low That's fall. All I'm saying. Uh, I think some of the tops of the, I think that some of the tops of mailboxes are too slippery for dancing. Oh, you think so? Yeah. You dance on mailboxes? No. Good. I, I heard and I that some people And I assume you keep all your them. armor on as well. Of course. I always have all my armor on. Sure. Even in the shower. Mm. Uh, I also think that... Okay, so also, purveyors of first aid training also report constant recurring issues with cuts and bruises by mounts carelessly run into by many of the Horde camp's unnecessary spikes. Please, Horde pals, be safe. Yeah, but don't stop putting the spikes up. That's right. Anyway, thanks, Rel. That was a fun question. We yeah. appreciate it. Please send us more. And if anybody else has questions for us, or just anything at all, we would love to just discuss whatever the hell is on your mind. Absolutely. Send it our way. Hey, gang. We need your help. We're tagging this shitbox as a community-focused podcast, but so far it's just been us talking shit. We need you to give us stuff. Delicious content, like questions, topics to cover, content segments guild stories, emails, and disputes that need settling. We'll even get some shout-outs and accept your own podcast commercials for promotion. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Please. Run away, little girl. Run away. How many times has that saved your ass? I know I wouldn't be on a raid team if I didn't have deadly boss mods, because I'd fucking suck. Then I wouldn't have a podcast and I'd just be rolling around on the floor at home, drowning my sorrows in chocolate milk. Anyway, I digress. Lagging Balls is on a grind quest to put the word out about how all WoW players can help their favorite add-on with these simple steps. Ready? Download DBM. Keep it updated. Check out the DBM forums on Elitist Jerks where you can find feature highlights, request features, and report bugs. And if you've got a little jingle jangle in your pocket, not talking about a penis, but money. Consider donating some clams to DBM. Not actual clams, but money. You can find the links to all of this on the Lagging Balls website or 
Follow DBM Dev MysticalOS on Twitter at MysticalOS. It's that simple. We're all on that legendary ring quest, and we at Cadgar's House of Fine Jewelry want to make the most important quest of your life an experience you'll never forget. Assembled in the heart of the Zangara Swamp, we start with a beautiful pure solium band and forge it with the core of life, flame, and iron. We use precisely 4,986 Apexis crystals to adorn our bands and three elemental tablets to enhance their power. These artfully crafted rings are bind on equip, so make sure you've chosen the right tune to give this ring to. Soulbound is for life. We hope the legendary ring you find with us sees you through the rest of your Draenor adventures. In res sickness and in health, Till next expansion do you part. And remember, every quest begins with Cadgar. Oh my god, look at those Apexis crystals! I know, right? He went to Cadgar's. I fucking hate you! Every quest begins with Cadgar. And now, an official announcement from your friends at Lagging Balls. Greetings, listeners. We just want you to know that we think you look great. And that needs to stop. There are so many completely hideous transmog combinations in Azeroth, and we want to see them in all their horrible, tacky glory. So, we are initiating Terrible Transmog Tuesday. Conserve all the effort you're putting into cohesive and aesthetically pleasing transmog sets and instead cover yourself in the worst mog World of Warcraft has to offer. Get your buddies and your guild in on it. Make Tuesday Night Raid Terrible Transmog Tuesday Raid Night. Screenshot your abominations and post them to Twitter and Instagram with the hashtag Terrible Transmog Tuesday, all one word. Tag Lagging Balls on Twitter and Instagram for a chance to be retweeted and mentioned on this podcast. Good luck, listeners. Go forth and make eyes bleed. Thanks for lagging balls together with us today. Here's where you can find and follow the show. Email us at laggingballs at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at laggingballs. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash laggingballs. Reblog our Tumblr at laggingballs.tumblr.com. And for YouTube and Google+, search for Lagging Balls Official until we have 500 followers and then we'll get a custom URL. Ooh, if you enjoyed the show, the easiest way to help the show is to rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. We truly appreciate it. Special thanks to bensound.com for all the music used on this show. And be sure to catch us next week on Lagging Balls! I'd also love a Samuel L. Jackson voice pack, but that'll never happen. <laughs> <laughs> if we ever get any connections with Samuel L. Jackson, we will hook you up. Like, I have this I have this vision where, uh, actually, I don't know how, how uh, not safe for work your show can be, because, you know, obviously his voice pack would be pretty extreme. <laughs> Oh no, it's perfect. We uh we haven't we're an explicit podcast. We do lots of swears. Yes, many swears. Oh, okay. here. I was gonna say I, I was put Samuel L. Jackson sound files all over the place. Warning <laughs> should be like taunt the motherfucking boss. <laughs> Get out of the fire, motherfucker. <laughs>